For a child will be born to us, a son will be given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name shall be called. Over the next 10 days, join our First Dallas staff members as they guide you through a devotional series, exploring the various names of Jesus, understanding his identity, and embracing his significance for the heart of the season. This Christmas, let's unwrap the depth of who Jesus is and discover joy in every name. Hi, I'm Michael Clark, Director of Pathway to Victory, the broadcast ministry of Dr. Robert Jeffress here at First Baptist Dallas Church. Welcome to day three of our devotional series, where we continue to discover the life-transforming truths revealed in the titles of Jesus, whose name shall be called Christ the Lord. Let's begin our time together by reading from one of my favorite verses, Luke 2, 11. It says, For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You know, the beautiful Christmas carol asks the question, What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? And of course, that's the real question. Who is the baby in Bethlehem born to Mary and Joseph? Who was this child whose birth established the world's calendars? Who is this child whose life and work have impacted more souls than all other influential people in history combined? Who is the child who determines the eternal destiny of every human who has ever and will ever be born? What child is this? In Luke 2.11, the angel told the shepherds that this child is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This clear declaration eradicates any question. There's no need for further clarification as to who this child is because the angel's terms are clear and explicit. Jesus is Savior and Lord. First, this child is Savior. That's the great affirmation of the angel in verse 10. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And what is the good news that produces universal joy? That a Savior has been born. The word Savior implies that we need to be saved from something. Saved is a synonym for rescued. It's a synonym for delivered. And it implies that there's some kind of threatening condition. Indeed, it's a dangerous, desperate, and deadly condition from which we need to be rescued. The universal problem from which God sent a Savior is the problem of sin. It's to rescue us from the consequences of our sins. We've all broken the law of God and are on our way to eternal hell and need a Savior to rescue us from our sins. That's the crux of the gospel message, which is the message of Christmas. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loved, and God gave a Savior. God sent his Son into the world to save his people from perishing from their sins. And any presentation of the gospel simply must include this truth. That is precisely what is bound up in the announcement of the angel, that the one who was born today and is now lying in a feed trough in Bethlehem is the Savior. As the angel told Joseph, he will save his people from their sins. And it's why you shall call his name Jesus. Jesus is Savior. Even more than his earthly name in Luke 2.11, we find Jesus' title, Christ the Lord. He is both Christos and Kairos. He is both Christ and the Lord. This is an exalted title for a baby born in such humble circumstances. 
You know, it would be hard to convince anybody they're looking into the face of that baby that this was the Christ, the promised Messiah, the anointed one, the Lord. Because unlike the artwork that we see on Christmas cards, Jesus didn't have a gold halo around his head. There were no visibly distinctive marks of his sovereignty, his deity, or his messiahship. To say that this child is Lord is to say that this child is God. In Greek, the word used for Lord implies the word Yahweh, the Hebrew name for God. Saying Jesus is Lord is to first and foremost say that Jesus is God. The most fundamental and basic confession of Christianity is Jesus is Lord. If you want to be saved, Romans 10.9 says you must confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That is unequivocal. The one born on that first Christmas day was a savior, king, priest, prophet, and Lord who is God. And the wealth, grandeur, and majesty of those titles stand in stark contrast to the conditions in a stinking stable. Emmanuel, Jesus, and now Christ the Lord. The facets of Jesus' identity sparkle with the clarity of a flawless diamond. However, not everyone who encounters Jesus has the spiritual eyesight to see his true worth. But for those that do, it's a life of redemption and purpose that is found. You know, that's my story. On Christmas Day, 1987, my wife, Cindy, and I prayed to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord using a track that somebody had left on a restaurant table. We were alone in our living room with a two-year-old son and an infant daughter. And I read from the second chapter of Luke out loud, as I have every year since. Our two children have now grown up to become Christians and are raising our six grandchildren to know that the answer to the question, what child is this, is Jesus, Christ the Lord. As you go about your day, I want to ask you to ask yourself, how does understanding the names and titles given to Jesus help you better comprehend who the baby in the manger was? As you think about that question, remember to stay focused on what Christmas is all about and who Jesus is. I want to challenge you today to pause, take a minute, thank God for his amazing gift of salvation. I'm Michael Clark, and from my family to yours, and from the entire Pathway to Victory team, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.